Welcome to a Trucker's Mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy K Things. And we're back, man. Episode 151. Yep, yep. Crazy. Ain't that what that means? 151? Yeah. 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 So this episode going to be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's get right into it. Um, as we all know, well, basically, me and Keith are recording this on Saturday, which is one day before the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl is tomorrow. Um, but uh, due to that and me spending some time with my pops, we're going to shoot this. Uh, we'll do this podcast a day early. So mm-hmm. it's we're doing this on a Saturday. Yeah. Um, yeah, Super Bowl, man. I, I, I'm going for the Buccaneers, man. I got Tom Brady, the GOAT, um, knocking down the Chiefs, man. And I, Which I, is painful to say as a 49er fan. Yeah, you know but I mean? yeah, but honestly, man, I, I just can't fucking pull for Mahomes, man. I can't mm-hmm. I can't pull for Mahomes, man. He just yeah, knocked us out the Super Bowl last fucking year. Yeah. I can't pull for that that uh that um diet black guy. Ah, dang. <laughs> I just like the narrative of uh, Tom Brady. What is that? Seven? Getting seven rings? Yeah, it's nuts. That Ten Super sense. Bowls. Fucking crazy, man. I, that does it. That, that's hard to fathom. Like, unless, I feel like unless Patrick Mahomes wins this one, it's going to be difficult for anybody to get to that, to get Dang, to seven I Super thought, Bowls. I just thought about this, man. Patrick Mahomes is diet black. <laughs> he's not like he's not like coca-cola he's diet coke yeah because he's only half black so he's yeah he's real light when he, his voice is like yeah i'm just gonna go out there and do my best for my team <laughs> patrick mahomes sounds like he's still fucking going through puberty man <laughs> let's go out there and win guys <laughs> i can't say much about him because he fucking beat us yeah anyway mm-hmm. uh yeah your mic is i think uh rapper now you kind of touch something but you're oh. good you're good i think that um I don't know. I don't really care who wins. Um, I, I usually kind of find who I'm rooting for during the game. Right. And in, in, in this in the case where I'm not actually a fan of either team. Right. Um, but I am. I, I would like to see Tom Brady just kind of, you know, mark, like put it further out there, you know, as yeah. far as like making history. So that would be that would True. be dope to see. I just wonder what kind of commercials are going to be out there. I'm pretty sure Joe Biden's going to have a commercial. <laughs> yeah. I'm Joe Biden and I want to sniff every single one of you. <laughs> I want to get my face on your face and I want to sniff every American <laughs> right in your face. Joe, where's the stimulus checks? Yeah. I'm not sure, but I want to sniff you, young man. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Um, I'm Joe Biden and I run to rest my face on a black bosom. <laughs> <laughs> No milk is sweeter than a black woman's breast milk. Ask Kamala. (laughs) That's crazy. (laughs) Oh, man. All right. So, you know, we got the Super Bowl coming up. Mm -hmm. And right after that, within a week, is the Super Bowl for women. Valentine's Day. That's crazy. Yeah. Women women could deny this shit. Wait, wait. Before that, what do you, what's your uh, expectations for the halftime show? Uh, the expectations for the halftime show um, to be be terrible. I think that with COVID and whatnot, I don't know how much they're. It, it, it's going to be the capacity is not going to be huge, but I yeah. just don't know. And and I think the weekend is there this year. Yeah, that's your boy, man. Yeah, weekend is cool. I just don't know what he what he's going to do unless he does something crazy like he just gets up there and starts snorting coke or something. <laughs> I don't know how fucking good he's going to do. Dang. You know? 
Yeah, I, I have I I don't know about my expectations, but I do hope he does well. I do. Too. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of his. So I, yeah, I this does pretty good. Fucking COVID bowl, man. I don't yeah. know how you know it's gonna mm-hmm. be a lot. We don't know. This could be probably one of the greatest Super Bowls ever. So I'm talking completely talking out of my ass. Mm-hmm. But I will give you the score. Um, the score will be it's gonna be a pretty high scoring game. I got the Bucks 38, and I got the Chiefs. 32. Okay. Yeah, it's going to be a high-scoring game, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's yeah. a little bit of defense. Yeah. It's a def- little D. The, the defense is going to be uh, – what? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Lil D, baby. <laughs> yeah. It's just so weird seeing the Bucks back in the Super Bowl because, you right. know, that first time around it was like a real like oh, defensive yeah. powerhouse. Oh, yeah. And this time around they got, you know, Tom Brady. They, they, they defense is still really good, it's but, decent, you know, it's yeah, just yeah. different. <laughs> Yeah, it's a completely different team. Different, mm-hmm. um, just a different uh, like nucleus. Or, you yeah. Know. Um, but yeah, going back to Valentine's Day. Um, Valentine's Day, man. Like women deny it all they want, right? Um, I, I sent a poll out and I just basically said, "Ladies, what's your take on Valentine's Day?" And I, I put the option of I want to feel special, and then the other one was uh, it's not that big a deal, right? Mm-hmm. And a bunch of them hit not the big a deal, not that big a deal, not that big a deal. All right, fellas. So you know what that means, right? Don't we ain't got to get no don't gifts. Get, don't get your girl shit. Yeah, amen. Don't give her shit, right? Mm-hmm. And then see how she reacts to it. Yeah. Women like what? The only way women be telling the truth about shit like this is when you back them in a corner. Then they're like, "Yes, I want to feel special." Okay, all right. Yeah. I want chocolate. That's want- how you have to do it. That that same woman that says they yeah. don't want anything, just show up like it's a regular day. Like, hey, happy Valentine's Day, babe. And kiss her on the forehead and then watch TV. Don't do shit. <laughs> see don't how do, that goes. Let's see how it goes. Yeah. And then she's going to be scrolling through Instagram, getting more mad because she's going to be watching all these <laughs> girls posting pictures of all their flowers and the candy. And they yeah. posting pictures of some dude and shit. Yeah. And you sitting there on the- and whatnot. Yeah. You sitting on the couch watching Sports Center scratching your balls. You said you didn't want there. You didn't want anything, babe, and then all of a sudden, and she's she's mad and all frustrated, and all of a sudden, the fucking mariachi band just bust through the front door and start you know playing their instruments and singing. Ah, uh, yeah. And she'd be like, "Oh my god, babe, I can't believe you surprised me." Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. I, I, I'm I ain't gonna front like I'm over these holidays. Yeah, like ever since what well, we got probably since um, Christmas. Uh huh. It's just been like or just kind of the the. I would say the fourth quarter of right. last year has kind of been a whole bunch of stuff. Right. It's just like Christmas and spending all this money. It'd just be like, 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 when does it end? Uh, I don't know, man. Holidays are, I guess they're, you know, make people feel good. And yeah. I just think that now this is pretty interesting because this is the first COVID Valentine's day. This yeah. is COVID times day. Yeah. So you're not going to be able to make the reservations that you were making a year before because a lot of this shit's going to be closed on the inside. Yeah. So now the ball is in the man's court. He's got to be, be creative. He huh? got to be extra creative this mm-hmm. year. And a lot of motherfuckers are broke. Yeah. So a lot of people to be having these jobs and shit, they ain't got money like that. They waiting on that stimulus check. Yeah. If that stimulus check don't hit before Valentine's Day, all you might get is chocolate covered dick. You might not actually get. <laughs> you might not get. The, you might not even get candies or nothing. That's crazy. <laughs> He's gonna get a Nestle Crunch bar and just melt it on his dick. Imagine a white man. <laughs> he said you want a black dick, huh? Well, here you go. <laughs> 
Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, they give you a teddy bear. Give you a teddy bear and a strawberry flavored <laughs> dick. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, this is going to be interesting, man. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, in regards to people that got real relationships, this shit doesn't matter. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter. But you got some skin. I don't even think that's true. Mm. I don't think it, it doesn't. I think obviously if you like 40 or 50 and you've been right, together 20 years or something like that, yeah. you know, you might just be like, ah, oh, you know, let's go out to eat or something like that. But as far as like, you know, the, even if you, I feel like even if you've been married for like five or six years, it still it's might still, be like fresh yeah. enough to wear like That's they fact. want something. Yeah. I feel like, uh, um, but the best ones come like out of creativity though. So True. I feel like, although like in the past you may have been, been able to go out to eat and you know dress up and whatnot but this year where people got to stay in the house and you kind of got to dig into your bag it might be a little bit more special for right you know your partner Uh, you know what i'm gonna tell you something this is just this is just i'm I'm gonna hand out some advice here here's some advice for the single guy from from the single guy so i might not be very credible (laughs) single like steve harvey with the relationship i'm steve harvey (laughs) welcome to family feud All right, nah, man. Uh, I think what what you can do since this is a very um, different time, and you know, there's no reservations, you know, and you can't go to these restaurants and shit. Mm-hmm. What you need to do is look at all the things your girlfriend or wife needs, but they they're not going to express it to you. So look at her tires. Are they getting kind of bald? You know, is her car a little bit messy? Is it is it dirty? Just say, hey, babe, I make up make up a lie. Say, hey, uh, I got a buddy down here. Um, he does this or that. I need to borrow your car. Or, hey, babe, my car is messed up. Or it's in yeah. the shop. I need I to use your car. car. Yeah. And then take her car, change all the tires, get the inside of it detailed, you know, make it smell good and shit. Take it back to her, right? Yeah, that's a good. That's a great idea. Yeah, that, yeah. Get her something. Get her something she needs. That works though. It, it, it for a specific for a solid woman. Right, right, yeah, right. It got to be the right one, not no materialistic woman. It got to oh, be like a solid. Yeah, but yeah. I wasn't done. I, no, my bad, my bad. But yeah. wait, there's more. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, after you've done that, right? Instead of like, all right, babe. So what do you want to do? Don't ask her for shit. Don't mm-hmm. ask them nothing. Don't ask women any. Don't ask them what they want. That doesn't matter. Women don't admit it, but they like men that make plans, mm-hmm. right? Don't ask women shit. Just say, hey, get your clothes on. Meet me here at this time. We're going to do this. Yeah. Period. Yeah. You know? Um, or if she's at work, say, hey, babe, be here, so-and-so. Just show up. Yeah. Make her something to eat, dude. If you're not going to a restaurant, even if you don't got no skills, you got YouTube, man. You do have YouTube. You got YouTube. Learn or how to you, fucking cook. You have those, like almost ready to go meals that you right. can buy from like it was like blue kitchen or i forget the name of the yeah things, but, but fuck all that man put put effort into that but they, i mean they won't know it's yeah. just food that's true but yeah. like like bro if you do if you get her car done and you make a really good meal and make her favorite shit yeah but make the shit that okay let's say for example y'all had reserva- reservations years mm-hmm. before and she ordered like uh fettuccine alfredo every time right that was her favorite thing now it's up to you to make it. You got to make the fettuccine. Make it yourself. Yeah. And then she's going to be like, oh, my God, you made my favorite. And then all of a sudden, now the pussy's going to be on your face. Pussy on a platter. Yep. Mm-hmm. Fettuccine flavored vagina. That sounds gross. Yeah, that's- <laughs> <laughs> yeah man. Just be creative, man. Especially yeah. like, I wouldn't have no problem with that. Like, look, honestly, women are not going to fucking say it, but they want to feel special. 
and they want to feel admired and that's normal and that's, yeah. that's women I, I don't give a fuck what they say it's not that important they want to feel special yeah period they want to feel special in general but on a, on a day like this that highlights something they care about just do do it for your girl bro i think i think also one thing you know because like you said this is a covid time right year um lean into your talents yeah you know some people out there that um you know maybe they're really good at drawing or something right. like that you know it'd be dope to just draw a picture of you and your partner right and make like a mural or you know just like a poster kind of thing facts yeah you know what you do this is this is another one you get another one man mm-hmm. okay this is some romantic tips all right um romantic tips from eddie romantic tips from steve harvey <laughs> welcome to family feud um what you do is if romantic you, tips if you got weak dick all right, can't All help right. you with that. <laughs> if, if you got, if you know an artist, because there's always a really good artist in town. Yeah, there's some artists that 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 make live murals. You ever been to like a uh, like a fair and they look at you and your girl and they draw a picture? Yeah. If you found one of those dudes and you mm-hmm. and you had him, you say, hey, can you stop by my house at like four or five p.m. with me, me and her both gonna be, be here? Dope, yeah. And then you have him draw a picture of you and your girl, and then you frame that motherfucker, and then you got the fettuccine alfredo done, her and the mariachi car- band in the back, the motherfucking mariachi band. You, you got her car cleaned up. You yeah. might not even make it to dinner because she gonna be getting you. <laughs> she gonna have that wop on your face. <laughs> It's crazy. All of a sudden, you're just going to see uh, your girl going to turn into Meg Thee Stallion in the living room. <laughs> like, your girl could be uh, Hispanic. All of a sudden, you got a black woman in the yeah. living room. Like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> this is going to be the busted challenge. She's turning into Meg. When what? she drop on the floor, this is going to be Meg Thee Stallion. Yeah, man. You're like, whoa. <laughs> hey, man. I, I, I call this the uh, I call this the WAP activator. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's real though. I think like you know all that stuff you said is is uh, right on point. Yeah, it's just one of those times where, um, I, I, and I also feel like it's only so many things you can purchase. Facts. Like you know, I think the the real memorable years come from like creating uh, moments. Facts, yeah. and you know, like you said, something like that. If you just pull up with new tires or mm-hmm. something like that, that's like mm-hmm. that's just like something you will never forget. If you want to know what women want, just listen. Just fucking listen. If you just listen, mm-hmm. if you listen to them complain, because women complain a lot. If you listen, to them, compl- if you listen <laughs> to them complain about shit, small stuff, you'd be like, mm, well, I could just get exactly the opposite or whatever she's talking about. So you should buy her a complaint box. Yeah, ba- yeah basically. Just put all your little, put, cut up a piece of paper, write down what you're complaining about, and put it in there, and then I'll do a raffle. Just take a stick. We'll take it. <laughs> I'm dead. Complaint uh, raffle. <laughs> you're doing bingo out this bitch. You're doing bingo. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, but yeah, dude. I think I think that here's here's another thing too, ladies. Now you really gonna see if that dude you like even gives a fuck about you at all. Like the early stages? Yeah, you're going to find out if he really mm-hmm. gives a fuck at all. Because even if y'all just talking and you got this different connection, like you like, you could tell like you really like this girl or mm-hmm. she really, you know, whatever the case, it's certain stuff you're going to do for her. It ain't got to even be that big. Yeah. Just something different. If you get, if you, look, you got to be original too. Instead of getting her some chocolates, what you could do is you get a chocolate box, right? Mm-hmm. The ice cream, the, the, the heart box. And take all the, the chocolates out that motherfucker. 
and you stop by uh, a birria bros or taco bros and you fill that motherfucker up with tacos. You're a fool, man. And she open that motherfucker up, she's going to be laughing and she's going to be smiling after eating the tacos. <laughs> and then later that night, she probably going to be right in your face. This, this nigga Eddie dropping gems right here. <laughs> yeah, man. You got to take this shit, man. You got to take this. Hey, man. Yeah. Hey, I ain't got nothing to say. It's great advice. <laughs> get her some taco or get her her favorite food. Yeah, whatever. Just get her that something is. different. Yeah. And if you do get the, the typical bullshit, the, the, the candy and stuff, just get a small, just get such a, get her like one big chocolate candy and like one rose. And then everything else you get outside of that, make that yeah. the larger gift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you don't want it to be like Christmas Junior. You just want it to be like, like, look, I know what you know what she likes. I think yeah. what what's it, I don't think any man in general should have an idea what his girlfriend likes. You seen that GQ thing on YouTube with Nipsey Hustle and Lauren London? Yeah, and he was getting all them answers right. Mm-hmm. That's how you should be. Yeah, mm-hmm. but why would you be with somebody if you didn't care about what they you know what they like? Yeah, and mm-hmm. we men we don't ask for nothing on that day. We don't really care. Yeah, we just want to see you happy. But if we get some head, that'd be great. Ah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That'd yeah. be crazy. What if you did all that shit and you was like, ah, and then like a couple days go by and you be like, man, I still ain't got no head. Man. And uh, ladies, if you're on your period, that's no excuse. <laughs> <laughs> your mouth still, your mouth ain't got no blood coming out of it. Man, a period ain't stopped nothing but a <laughs> 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 Uh, that's crazy. That'd be crazy. Imagine if you both gone to work and then the police busting the door. <laughs> like it's a crime scene in here. What's going on? <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, but there's that man. I hope y'all have not only a great fun super. Oh, this is something you got to mention. If you if you are married, let's say you're newly in a relationship, or you're married, or you're newly married, or you're engaged, or whatever. Yeah. If your girl. <clears throat> Make sure your Super Bowl experience is extra special. Like she getting all the snacks and she getting all the table set up. She doing all this extra shit. You better be aware. She wants something special for Valentine's Day. Let's be very fucking clear. If she's doing that extra shit and she want to make sure all your friends is comfortable and all of that, you can't shortchange her on Valentine's Day, bro. That's real. You cannot shortchange her on that day. Because as much as like a lot of this stuff comes off as selfless. Right. Um, it's a, it's an exchange. Oh, it's an exchange. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Because if if it, if you do pop up on Valentine's Day with a box of chocolates and and just you and some sweatpants, um <laughs> <laughs> that that it's gonna come up. It may not come up that day, but it's gonna come mm-hmm. up in an argument. I did this for you on the Super Bowl mm-hmm. and this is all you did. You just came with a box of chocolates. I don't even like chocolate. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a whole thing. Yeah. Facts. Yeah, that's true, man. Yeah. yeah, and I'll tell you this is what you do when when your girl's doing all that stuff for you, be be cool, you know, be like, thank you, babe. But kind of downplay it. Don't be like, this was so great. I thank you so much for doing what you did. Don't do that. Yeah. Just be like, oh, thank you. And then that's you just respond by getting all that shit I just told you to do. Yeah. Right? So here's rule number one. Lie and act like your car's in the shop. Take her car, fix it up. Yeah. Motherfucking make her favorite meal. Um if you can't get a mariachi band, just find an alcoholic that will sing for money. And yeah, but yeah, there's that man. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, switching gears. Uh, recently, the rapper Lil Uzi 
uh, got a pink diamond in the middle of his fucking forehead. Yeah. Yeah. This shit is. Um, I'm I'm surprised that this hasn't this this news hasn't stopped the world because this, <laughs> this is the first this is the first time I, well, I've ever seen an atrocity. This, this just okay. Let me read the article. Lil Uzi Vert pierced his forehead with a 24 million dollar pink diamond ring. Now, some believe that, that well, Charlamagne said he didn't feel like it was real or whatever, but mm-hmm. who knows? Well, okay. While the country's leaders procrastinate on sending stimulus checks to those in need, let's check in with the uber wealthy rapper Lil Uzi Vert. Um, Lil, rapper Lil Uzi on Vert unveiled his brand new forehead piercing this afternoon, complete with the massive sparkling pink diamond. On January 30th, he tweeted that he has been paying for. The natural pink stone since 2017 for a grand total of $24 million. It's 10, almost 11 carats, he clarified for fans. On Wednesday, he posted footage of his fresh piercing, uh, which is right on his forehead, pointing down towards the septum piercing. We'll admit, in the initial videos of the body mod, it looks off-center <laughs> rather funny. than line up with his face tattoos and, and nose. It leans to his right. The internet righteous, the internet uh, righteous in its bitterness immediately began to clown the man and his one and his WandaVision cosplay. But Damn. Uzi logged on to explain that he the diamond like, said he looked like Vision. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the diamond is actually centered, centered brokies. Y'all keep talking, uh, talking about it. It's off. It has a long bar in it so it can move because of the swelling. So, well. There's that. Okay, here's the problem here, man. I, I mentioned this to Keith. This is what happened when mental illness meets money, right? <laughs> you get a motherfucking pink diamond worth $24 million in your forehead. Let me be very clear. This is the time where a lot of people are struggling during COVID. You better not be walking around in the streets and, and think that it's all good. Because I'm telling you right now. Yeah. Somebody is going to rip that shit out of your fucking forehead. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, you're going to be known as no Uzi Vert if you can fucking walk around with that shit. But it's just, I think what's imp- what rappers need to understand, or not even just rappers, just people with the platform, they need to understand that you have, you can influence a whole generation of people who are basically, uh, what's the word I used earlier, man? I'm trying to think. Uh, impressionable? No, not, not so much impressionable when you're cutting yourself up. You're mutilating yourself. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Look at this. What's up? What's, what's that? It's vision and wonder. Yeah, with the forehead thing. <laughs> yeah, Thanos ripped that shit out of his fucking yeah. head. You better not. You better not. Bu- All I can tell Lil Uzi is this, Little Uzi. If you hear this podcast. You better not bump into Thanos. Okay? <laughs> That's all I got to say. God damn it! You <laughs> bumping the Thanos, he ripping it out, and then and then you can you imagine a uh, little Uzi and Thanos getting into it. He ripping that diamond. They're like, don't rip out my out of my face. Don't rip it out of my, my face. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah, Lou. Yeah, he didn't want to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, poor guy, man. I I don't even know what to make of this shit anymore. Yeah, it's one of those things. I think, yeah, that's what I've come to the conclusion of um, just being around the few artists and musicians and rappers and producers that I have. Mm-hmm. Um, some people are very strange and eclectic and, and weirdos. <clears throat> um, and this is just like, you know, sometimes like what happens, like um, there's a whole, I would call it like a wall that is put up. Um, right. Uh, because of artists are like not very touchable 
because essentially what they do is they release music and then they tour and they make music videos and, you know, they have social media. But outside of that, we don't know these people on a personal level. But because of social media um, and people want to share more and more of their lives and the way that, you know, Instagram has kind of brought people, yeah. brought the world into like people's day to day lives. Um, this is the kind of stuff you get. So yeah. it's not really surprising. It's just more so like, dang, this is it's weird no matter what person is doing it. Yeah. I think the person that's going to rip the diamond out, it's not going to be Thanos. It's going to be some chick he's fucking. Uh-huh. She's going to be on top trying to rip that diamond out. Like, what are you doing to me, girl? What are you doing to my face? Yeah. <laughs> Thanisha. Huh? Thanisha. <laughs> oh, bro. I just this is the this is the epitome of um putting a target on your back. But yeah. in his case, he put a target on his, his head. Yeah. On his fucking forehead. That is so stupid. Yeah. That is so dumb. Can you imagine? Like, okay, here's the thing. If you had, let's say you had $30,000 cash, mm-hmm. right? But you had it in one hand. Mm-hmm. If you walk around with $30,000 cash in your hands, right? Literally in like a rubber band, you're walking around, you're talking to people. Do you think that that's not going to be a problem at some point? Yeah. You can't go to fucking Food Max with a pink diamond in your ear. I don't think he shopped at Food Max. Probably not. <laughs> Probably the not. Thing, but the thing is, though, it's it's not any different from the chains. Food and, Max! The chains and stuff that he wears. <laughs> yeah. Know? Well, I guess, but those could be removed. But a diamond is in your fucking forehead. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he can't go around anyone that's normal. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like, normal in two ways. They can't be normal as like people like me and you that be like, yo, this guy's crazy, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, they, and they can't be around people who are just everyday working people. Mm-hmm. There is someone right now waiting for a stimulus right now, and they'd be like, I know exactly what Jim Lil Uzi go to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it, here's another thing. It, let's just take Lil Uzi out of this conversation. For all of you people that like to floss on social media, you like to talk about how much money you make. You like to talk about how successful you are. Let's be very fucking clear, right? You still walk amongst regular everyday people, and these everyday regular people are struggling. Mm-hmm. Most, a lot of people, they lost their jobs. A lot of people lost their businesses, and they watch you floss your money. You're in Vegas. You got a bunch of hundreds in your hand. I'm mm-hmm. telling you right now, they're going to rob you, dude. Mm-hmm. They're going to rob you. And I know somebody, and I told him to calm down. I told this guy to calm down, and I hope he listened. Because if he didn't and he gets robbed, you better not complain. Yeah. People aren't happy for you, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We say it time and time again, it's especially the, the the type of things people flaunt. You know what I mean? Um, when you got people can rob, uh, people can break into your house, but they can't steal your whole house. You know Facts. what I mean? So certain certain investments and stuff like that is, mm-hmm. is a little bit more, um, you know, like eat less easy or more difficult to like to take from somebody. Right. Um, but if you one of those people that are flaunting uh, like jewelry and money and stuff like that, you got to be, I guess, make sure you got security or something. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure you have security. Mm-hmm. I, this is the number one thing I hope. I hope Lil Uzi has like investments in something like that's going to keep making him rich because here's the problem long term. If Lil Uzi loses steam so much and he starts having money problems, now he's going to have a fucking dent in his forehead because they're going to take that diamond out and he's going to sell that diamond. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like 
And he's been paying for it since 17. My God, he's been thinking about doing this for a long time. Now, what I can give him credit for is having a plan and sticking to it. <laughs> that man does not give up. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yo, I want to get a motherfucking, I want to get a tattoo of a fish stick on the back of my head. And I'm not going to stop till I get it. <laughs> and now you're walking around with a dumbass. It's crazy. Yeah. I, there's certain things you should be, you should have the steadfast mentality towards. Yeah. But getting a diamond in your forehead, I don't know about that. Yeah, people be, I don't know, man. People be on some weird stuff. Yeah. Uh, well, Louis Uzi Vert, I wish you the best. Um, and I hope that swelling goes down because that does not look great. Yeah. You look, it, his forehead looks like a, uh, uh, looks like he's got a big cranberry in the middle of his fucking head. <laughs> Figure it out. Make, <laughs> make, make it stop, Louis Uzi. <laughs> make it stop, man. All right. Switching gears. Students at Utah school allowed to opt out of Black History Month activities. All right, let me let me make some sense out of this so you guys see where we're coming from here. And, all right, all right. Okay. Um, students at Utah school allowed to opt out of Black History Month activities. In a letter, the school's director said families are allowed to exercise their civil rights and not participate in Black History Month at the school. Um, North Ogden, Utah, a charter school in northern Utah, is allowing parents to opt students out of Black History Month curriculum, has sparked a debate over if parents should have the option. Maria, whatever her last name is, Montessori Academy Director Micah Hirakawa said that the school's Facebook page on Friday uh, that he reluctantly sent out the letter explaining families are allowed to exercise their civil rights to not participate in Black History Month at the school. The Standard Examiner reported uh, Hirokawa said few families asked not to participate in an instruction related to Black History Month, but he declined to say how many parents or their reason for making the decision. We should not we, we should not shield our children from the history of our nation, the mistreatment of its African-American citizens and the bravery of civil rights leaders, but should educate them about it. Hirokawa said, adding that the parents request saddens and disappoints him. OK, um, this is how I look at this. Me and Keith talked about the history that we grew up on, you know, that they get you get taught in public school. So if they don't want to learn about black history, fine. Right. Fine. Go ahead. It's OK. Me and Keith, most of the history we got taught in school is just a lie by omission. Mm -hmm. Right. It's all highlights of America. Right. And it, it doesn't speak about the atrocities, like the atrocities. And, you know, when uh, when America was the villain of its own people. Right. So here's the deal, man. Um, you want to exercise your civil rights, fine. But the people you don't want to hear about had to fucking have a whole civil rights movement just to even be considered a fucking human, mm -hmm. right? Now, when I speak about things like this, I guess in some people's eyes, they will um, devalue or just dismiss what I'm saying because I'm black, and I guess that considers me to be biased. Mm -hmm. But from objectively speaking, if you actually dug into history books, you would see that what we've mentioned on this podcast many times is true. So here's the deal, man. First of all, what black history activities even exist? Most people just black history month is just a blur to people. 
Yeah. It's just a blur. Mm-hmm. I don't see a bunch of people saying I, you know, for Black History Month, we we marched down for Mar- on Mar- for Martin Luther King and we did this and we there's no activities that are tied mm-hmm. to it. Because mm-hmm. truth be told, people have not liked black Americans longer than they have uh, tolerated us. Mm-hmm. If we're being honest. Yeah. So it's like, come on, man. Like, don't if they don't want to learn about it. Fine. Right. Because me and Keith didn't want to learn about the shit, the lies that we were fucking growing up learning. Mm hmm. Now, there's truths to a lot of the history we learn, but it's a lot of half-truths. Yeah. Uh, for me, the, the the biggest issue I have is the um, the hypocrisy in it, mm-hmm. right? Because if you think about um, you think about this situation in Utah in comparison to, in comparison to the Colin Kaepernick situation, right? Where it was like um, in Utah, they believe that they should be able to do what they want to if they don't want to learn about Black History Month, you know whatever but if a black man wants to take a knee and he doesn't want it's to a necessi- problem yeah if he doesn't want, want to um i guess do the national anthem it's right. like you said it's an issue so <clears throat> that's that's the only the only problem that i see with it because it's like first of all and like you said before this whole um this whole um you know, do what you want or the freedom of speech or whatever, whatever, whatever they try to throw in there to make right. it sound like to, mm-hmm. to like make it look better to put right. it on a platter or whatever. Right, right. That's just all nonsense. Essentially what they want to say is that they don't care about black people. That's and, it. You know, we, no. we just don't want to, we don't want to learn about it. Not at all. Yeah. That's all it is. But the, the thing about it also, which, which kind of sucks is that as much as, you know, uh, we have this, uh, racial undertones to a lot, a lot of these things. Definitely. It, it, it sucks for us because we know that if a lot of this stuff was implemented into the the the, um, the learning system, yeah, the textbooks and stuff, mm-hmm. I think it would solve a lot of the issues 100% we have it with would. other races. A hundred percent. So it's one of those things where I feel like it should, excuse me, it should be in the um, in the curriculum, and to have somebody sit out like that that just doesn't make sense. Like if for us, even no matter excuse me, no matter what race, like if we were um, learning about uh, the the work environment for Hispanics and 100%. like what Cesar Chavez did and all that kind of stuff. Right. Imagine if we just went in there and be like, nah, we don't ah, care about don't that. Care about Cesar Chavez. Yeah. And then when you grow up, you don't actually have any sort of empathy towards these people because you you don't know what they've been through or the historical context of people working right. in the fields and whatnot. 100%. So, yeah. I'm going to tell you what the most disgusting thing about what a lot of people do in America you just mentioned Cesar Chavez, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously Mexican and you know what he did with the farm workers and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But imagine if you're like, I don't want to learn about no damn Cesar Chavez. I'm cool on that. Hey, hey, you guys want to go grab some tacos? Damn. Hey, you guys want to go to my favorite Mexican spot? Yeah. So what it is, is you can reap the benefits of Mexican culture, but not like Mexicans. That is a fucking problem in America. That's America. So you could not like black people, but you got a favorite hip hop artist. There's going to be a lot of racist people, uh, <laughs> cheering and dancing to I can't feel my face tomorrow. Right. They'd be like, I hate niggas. I can't feel my face when I'm with you. But I love it. Go Tom Brady. I can't stand to listen to these niggas. But I love their music. (laughs) (laughs) That is the biggest hypocritical thing ever that people do in America. Yeah. All the time. My thing is is in regards, I think there's a I think it's a Latino uh no it's a his Latino Heritage Month, I think there is. Uh-huh. I could be wrong if I'm mm-hmm. mis- misquoting it. Uh-huh. But I want to learn more about the people yeah. that I live with. Yeah. 
So if I can go through the whole history, just go through the whole gamut of learning as much as I can about Latinos, just from all different cultures, right? I think it's a good thing because these are the people that you walk amongst that you call your friends. I don't look in the eyes of someone that's my homie that's Mexican, but I don't give a fuck about his people. Mm -hmm. That's the dip. Like, I care about you and your people. Yeah. Not just like, oh, you're my friend, but I don't care about Cesar Chavez. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people. People um, need to stop doing that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Stop doing that. Don't say like, fuck Black Lives Matter and fuck this and fuck that. And I can't stand black people. Yeah. You hear that new uh, Young Jeezy album, man? This is what people do in America. Mm -hmm. You dismiss a whole culture of people, but you still reap the benefits from their culture. Yeah. Have some respect, homie. Mm -hmm. that's, that's my thing. Yeah. I don't be like, I don't be eating spaghetti like, man, fuck Italians. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck Italians, man. You see that new episode of Jersey Shore? <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking hypocritical. People yeah. do it all the time. Mm -hmm. It is so hypocritical and it needs to stop. Mm-hmm. Um, look here, man. I just think what I really, what I really want people to do is, is, is people need to understand that in regards to racism, it has, it's, it's not socially acceptable mm -hmm. anymore, right? But it's very prevalent. But it's a different shade of racism. See, what people don't realize is it's not socially acceptable, so people act like it doesn't exist. But here's the problem. In 1940, you call a random black dude walking down the street, you call him a nigger. That was socially acceptable. Yeah. Black people were seen as underlings. If you know your American history, you would understand that. Do you think Martin Luther King fell out the sky like, hey, I'm Martin Luther King. I'm a cool black guy. No, he came because black people were being mistreated. Yeah. But they don't even cover enough of in American history textbooks to tell you why the fuck Martin Luther King even existed. Is he's just there? He just he's pops just, up. He just came on a fucking unicorn. It's like bad writing in a TV show. Like where did this nigga come from? <laughs> it's like you watching a Disney movie and then bam, all of a sudden R. Kelly pops up. You're like, what the fuck? That's dark. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, uh, that's that's interesting. Uh, interesting point. Like right. Martin Luther King was created because of oppression. A hundred percent. But we want to. And then the, here's the funny thing is the people that will be like, you know, it's perfectly fine and things are fine in America and black people just complain and they need to get jobs and any blah, blah, blah. Just every negative bullshit stereotype. Mm -hmm. They'll lean into that mm -hmm. as if it's sufficient, mm -hmm. but they ignore the, the freaking decades upon decades and years upon years mm -hmm. of oppression. I know people hate the O word oppression, but it's real. And if you here's the problem. If you listen to this and just dismiss what we're saying without doing the research, then you're the fucking fool. Mm -hmm. Don't listen. I tell you, I say this a million times. Don't just listen to us. Do the research. Mm -hmm. Do the research. And by the way, go to the library. Everything yeah. we mentioned on here, it's actually happened. So mm -hmm. it's, it hasn't been a smooth selling for black people in America at all. Mm -hmm. Why do you, and I don't want to go down this again because we've talked about this and people who listen, they've already heard it. But I just feel like if you live in the same country as someone and you, and you can look at them and call them your friend and you don't care about their people, that, that's a problem with you, buddy. Yeah. That's a problem with you. Yeah. Yeah. I think, it, it, like you said, it's um, it's one of those things to where it just 
this whole like racism keeps um it just it just evolves yeah it just you know, changes evolves over time mm-hmm. it's like um you ever what like um have you seen ex machina nah uh, uh nah that's machina or whatever it called yeah it? it's like a robot in it mm-hmm. nah, I haven't seen yeah it. It, like certain not necessarily that movie but movies like that where you know it's just kind of like robotic um, thing infiltrating uh, humans or whatever, and it just keeps evolving and learning and learning. That's kind of how racism is. It's yeah. one of those things, like you know, when when I guess the when it first first started, it it was going to Africa and bringing slaves to America, right? Um, and now it's like taking shape in this manner, where it's like, 100%. hey. You know, um, I'm not going to call you the N-word. I'm not going to do all this, but I'm not going to call you a thug. Yeah, we'll call you a thug. We'll we'll make the headline to where like uh, a black coach gets fired and then um, a white coach gets let go. Or, you know, maybe Mm -hmm. tell LeBron James to shut up and dribble. Or Mm -hmm. um, in this case, you know, I don't want to learn about black history. Mm -hmm. So it's these kind of things where it's like. But we're smart enough to realize, like it's all, it's all the same. Mm-hmm. You, you're not any different than your ancestors. Mm-hmm. You know, you just you just live in 2021 where you can't own slaves legally. Hundred percent. And and here's the thing too. And the biggest here's the biggest thing that people. It's like it's un, I guess is a word uh, unquantifiable. It's not you can't quantify our experience as black people if you don't live through our eyes. So there's only certain things. I'm not gonna get mad at nobody. I'm not going to be tripping on white people or nothing because you're not black. So I can't be like, well, you don't know about this. Blah, blah, blah. Well, mm-hmm. you're not fucking black. Mm-hmm. Right. So I can't be mad at somebody for not knowing the, you know, all the nuances of being black. Yeah. White people don't know everything that triggers black people. Right. Mm-hmm. They could be completely not racist at all and not realize like, yo, it's some racist shit happening right in front of you. And you don't see it. You, you know what they say about like uh, breaking the law? Mm-hmm. What they say, like ignorance of the law is not an excuse. All right. Yeah. So if you do something, if I drive out of, out of the office and I'm going 50 miles per hour away from here or 60 or whatever, and I get pulled over and I don't see no sign anywhere, they're still going to give me a ticket or you know, potentially get arrested or something like that. That's so true. I feel like the same thing should apply to just regular life. That's facts. Obviously, that's not the way it works just because like we spoke about on a previous podcast, we have to be more empathetic and more, um, I guess, softer with our messaging because we want people to listen to us. But at the same time, like there's black people are everywhere. So for for you to live in a a world or in a space where we're walking amongst one another, you have to at least know the bare minimum. True. Because here's the thing that you don't realize. You may like, you know what? I'm done. I'm just so tired with these because people just people tend to group things together. I'm so tired of these liberals and fucking Democrats and Black Lives Matter. I'm just done. I don't want to care. I don't want to hear about black people anymore. I'm so stressed out. Right. Yeah. So you just dismiss black people. But guess what? Let's say your kid's drowning in a pool. Right. And he's about to lose his life. And guess who saves his life? A black man. Now, what's your perspective now? You've disconnected everything from that person, and that's the same person that can save your kid's life. That's one of the reasons why I care about everybody, mm-hmm. because the same person that you keep on dismissing and being disrespectful and calling them, you know, racial, you know, uh, words for Mexicans Epitets. or black or, or whoever else. Mm-hmm. That's the same fucking person that could be responsible for saving your child's life. But you so stupid that you want to dis- disregard these people. Mm-hmm. You need to start. The number one thing people need to start do is literally not. I'm not saying this on some corny PC shit. They need to learn to start loving people, bro. Mm-hmm. Learn to start loving people. Mm-hmm. 
Period. That's the only way we can coexist. Not this corny PC. Well, you know, we're all children of God. Like, no. Let look, here's the thing. I'm not disregarding God, but let's be very clear. God existed during slavery too. Okay. So mm-hmm. <laughs> and y'all still they still have fucking slaves during slavery. Yeah. What we need to do is as human beings, we gotta do our part. Right? Don't be like, we need to pray. We need to pray. Well, you could pray, right? And I'm not discounting prayer either. But for Christ's sake, man, mm-hmm. you gotta do the work as people. Yeah. You can't just, oh, I'm just tired. I don't want to see this. That's just not how it fucking works, man. Mm-hmm. Got to do better. Yep. There's that. Um, switching gears. Um, Morgan Wallens, uh, a country artist, just used a racial slur. And here's the thing, man. We, um, I, honestly, I'm not shocked by shit like this. I'm not, uh, I'm not taken aback and oh, I'm offended. I'm not, but I'll, I'll get into the the story here. Morgan 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 Wallens used a racial slur, right? And a bunch of uh, Big Loud Records suspended his shit or sp- suspended his deal. Like I don't know if it's indefinitely or they just suspended him. I don't know, mm-hmm. but that happened. But I'll, I'll read what happened after that. Despite being removed from playlists, Wallens streams did not dip on Wednesday. His digital album sales also rose twelve hundred and twenty percent. Despite the country music industry's swift withdrawal of the support of support of Morgan Wallen, after a video of him surfaced uh, Tuesday night using a racial slur, a, br- a breakneck fall from grace that has included much of the radio industry pulling his songs from airways, his contract with Bid Loud Records being suspended indefinitely, and the Academy of Country Music halting his potential involvement and eligibility for this year's awards, the country singer's loss. No support from his fans on streaming. Wallen's sales increased 1,220% on Wednesday compared to Tuesday, while his songs were up 327%, according to the Alpha Data, the uh, the data analytics provider that powers the Rolling Stone charts. Mm -hmm. And despite being removed from playlists like today's country on Apple Music and Spotify's Hot Country Songs, his streams did not dip on Wednesday at all. Wallen's music remains on the services since his label, Big Loud has not removed any material. Wallens, Wallens on-demand audio streams were up 6%, while his program streams increased 16% compared to Tuesday. Let me be clear when I say this. I'm not shocked by this at all. Mm-hmm. I'm, not shocked. I'm not shocked for this reason. For one, let's not act like the word nigger is not said anymore. Yeah. And let's stop being offended as black people that people say this. I'm not offended. I'm going to tell you why I'm not offended when, when he said nigger. I'm not offended because I know I I knew that people never stopped saying it. But the difference is, like I mentioned, it's not socially acceptable. So nobody's going to be outside like, hmm, it's a great day to say the N word. Right. Yeah. They're going to be like, hey, how you doing, sir? How's the thing going? Yeah, I love all people. Everything's great. As soon as you get home and start eating steaks with your friends. Yeah, these niggas need to shut up and blah, 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 blah. That's how people are. The truest version of a person is behind closed doors. Who you are behind closed doors is the truest version of yourself. Mm-hmm. So I've never been shocked when I hear shit like this. Mm-hmm. But I will say this. This says a lot about people in America. And the reason why I say that is I've seen some comments that says, wow, so freedom of speech is, uh, you know, that, that, you know, that we can't use freedom of speech anymore. You can't say anything anymore. Mm-hmm. But this is not a problem of freedom of speech. Freedom of speech is not the problem here. It's the freedom of you saying nigger. Yeah, that's what's bothering you. Right. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. The the thing about it, too, this is hilarious is the fact that 
you talk about freedom of speech, but the difference is, is this is a word that has a historical context behind it. And, you know, you know, this hateful and you a white dude saying this shit. Now, here's the thing. I don't use the word like cracker in my personal life and I don't call white people that. Right. <laughs> Just because it's for one, it's derogative, it's disrespectful. Yeah. Two, there's no there's no power behind that. Yeah. There's no power behind me calling a white man that. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, just based on the fact that saying nigger, that's something that they, they, they got called when they was getting hit with whips and being slaves. Yeah. And then even after Jim Crow, all the way up into the fucking just throughout history, this word has been used towards black people. And now the whole thing is people say, well, the, people need to stop being so uh, sensitive. And these rappers say it. So if these rappers say it, what's the big deal? There's nothing but a bunch of what about isms. What about these rappers? What about this? No. What about you? Life is not about other people. It's about you. Yeah. Right. So it just says a lot about people. Mm. People are doubling down on listening to his music because they probably also said you, you got to understand how America was built. You got to understand that the beginning of something dictates how it goes. Mm. Right. If you're a person, let's say, for example, you're born into a family that has a bunch of businesses and wealth, chances are that may continue, right? Because it's a foundation of which something is built on. Now, if you think that since America's inception, it started with racism, that it's just going to stop. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, mm-hmm. that's not that's not realistic. Yeah, I think um, I, I don't think that um, I don't necessarily think people are doubling down on his uh, music. I think that as far as the percentage, the percentages didn't jump that drastically. Mm-hmm. Um, he's already a popular artist. Right, right, right. And essentially what happened is there's probably new people that found him because mm. of this whole article. So I think that him just being in the forefront and trending on things, people are like, oh, I wonder, you know, what is his music about? It's almost like the R. Kelly effect. Almost. Yeah, the R. Kelly. Any, anytime any drastic thing happens to anybody, there's like, there's generally like a spike. If, right. uh, if it's a guy that said, nigger, let me listen to his music. Yeah, that's pretty, pretty <laughs> much it. And I, I don't think that even we don't care that much because nah. it's not that surprising. Nah. So for us to not care that much, I know for a fact there's some white people that listen to country music that's just like, oh, whatever. And then they just listen to his music. It's just, it's yeah, it's just, it's just publicity for them. Right. And as far as like the label suspending him, I don't actually know what that means. Um, yeah, they're probably know. still the, the, what they probably did was, um, I don't even know what that means, like suspending him indefinitely from the label. Mm, but they're definitely still collecting money because when them sp- when a streaming check come in in the in the uh, first quarter or what is that in March or whatever, they gonna collect that money just like yeah. just like anybody else. Yeah. Um, and you know, just like it, it it seems when I watch the video. It seems like something, and I don't even know what the altercation was about, or even either, if man. there was a black person involved in the whole thing. But it just the way it rolled off the tongue, it was something he says pretty frequently. Of course, yeah. Of course, here's the thing too, and 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 like you mentioned, the reaction of the the record label, Big Loud. But there's the thing, he probably said "nigger" eight million times in front of a bunch of execs and everybody else, and they probably laughed and everything. Yeah. But the fact that he said it publicly and got busted, now they have to do the political 
the 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 the, the what do you call it the politically correct thing yeah and they have to dis like they have to disassociate themselves with him because you cannot support somebody that's outward outwardly saying nigger so yeah. what it this is what it proves. and they did and they only suspended him indefinitely right he's too big of an artist for them to really suspend him suspend him or drop him mm-hmm. from the label right. so they gonna let it they gonna they gonna give us this because of Black History Month yeah. and then in March he gonna he gonna have a new single out yeah called Sorry for Saying Nigger I'm so sorry <laughs> for saying nigger <laughs> I pulled the trigger <laughs> yeah you know I'm sorry <laughs> I just got a brand new truck <laughs> I really didn't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you know who really should be capitalizing on this right now is the ring app because yeah. tmz has footage of a ring app and this person was the person lives across the street from uh from uh what's the name of his name? morgan yeah, yeah it lives across the street from morgan oh, wow. and it heard all the audio and it captured and it was at nighttime and it captured it clear enough to where you can see his people moving around they and caught stuff everything like he was saying i ain't afraid of, i ain't afraid of black lives matter <laughs> afraid of nobody <laughs> <laughs> that's another thing that we talk about like knowing history and stuff like that mm-hmm. and um people be so uh ignorant to to a lot of things that they don't even realize that a lot of the stuff that they're utilizing um be um created by black people right you know, especially in music genres True. you know so it's, it's a lot of genres that white people kind of have taken over but not even realizing that a lot of black people were the first ones to to the, do a certain this thing. is why you can't like dismiss anybody's culture mm-hmm. because you could say this is the most hilarious shit i've seen there was a picture of like this kkk rally right mm-hmm. and then it was one dude that was that was marching down the street and he had dreadlocks i just <sighs> Bruh. I never seen that. I swear, bro. Yeah. I swear to God. This guy had it was in the KKK and he had dreads. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wait a minute, bro. That sounds so you're you're yeah. benefiting off of something black. Yeah. And you hate everybody. It doesn't yeah. make any sense. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I'm telling you right now, this is you would suffer as I don't care if you're black, white, whatever. You would suffer if you said, I don't want to know about, I don't want to deal with Mexicans. And you literally from that point. Everything that they're responsible for creating, you can't use no more. Mm-hmm. You would see how badly you suffer mm-hmm. without, you know, actually having respect for these people yeah. or black people or whatever. But it's just hilarious, man. But I will say this with this situation. Um, there, You're right. Two things to be true. I don't want to just say, like, you know what? Everybody listening to his streams is racist, blah, blah, blah. What if, what if somebody separated the art from the artist? Yeah. That a lot of people did that with R. Kelly. Yeah. Even after all the stories and shit, mm-hmm. they was just like, I know I heard about the urine, but I, I just love his music. Yeah, I like two stepping. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Step in the name of love. It's still some people that play it. Mm-hmm. I'm not that hard up. I don't listen to R. Kelly on a. Yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of him in nah, general. Yeah. Nah. I'm not like a that that real lovey dovey R and B. I just it's not really my summer cup of no, tea. No, my pee goes in the toilet. No. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my cup of pee. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. This is what this is what I want him to do though. Uh Morgan Wallace, man. I, I want him to keep the same energy. I want him to collaborate with Lil Uzi Vert to show that he's not racist. Right. He's like, I got a nigger with a diamond in his forehead. <laughs> 
<laughs> That'll be crazy. You just see Morgan Wallen with Lucy Lucy Vert with that big ass pink diamond in his fucking forehead. That's crazy, man. Yeah, but I want him to keep the same energy, man. If you <clears> want to <throat> say the N word, look here, homie. I can't tell you what to say. Yeah. I'm not going to be one of these bruised egos, sad black people because you said the N word. Guess what? My name is Eddie McGee, not nigger. So I'm not offended. But guess what? Let's be clear. If you if you feel like your freedom of speech is being um, 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 at, uh, threatened in any way, fine. When you go out in public and you see like four black dudes, just make sure be sure to call them nigger. Mm. Just be sure to call them nigger in public and just see how that goes. Yeah. The reason why I say that is because if you really want to have free speech, I fucking dare you to go out to anywhere and just start calling black people niggers because you you really want if you if you really want to say it and it's really on your heart and you feel like your freedom of speech is being in 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 invoked. Uh, I'm using probably the wrong diction, mm-hmm. but if you feel like it's being impeded in any way and mm-hmm. you want to use the N word. That's cool. Just please use it in public. I, the one thing I will say, too, is that um, the way that I speak is pretty much the same all around. Right. right. And same for you. Like our <laughs> phone conversations aren't too much different than our podcast conversation. True. It's not too much different than the, you know, the language I use, you know, around my mom or my grandma or whatever. True. Um, if you are that person that's like. Hey, I will call somebody anywhere when I'm drunk, but when I'm on um, Good Morning America promoting my album and I speak mm-hmm. this way, and then when I'm on live on Instagram, I speak that, that way, that's just fake to me. It's and I don't fake. really rock with that. No, I don't, yeah. not at all. So, like, for the, the, the crazy part is, is like, this only got caught because of, you know, it's just some, it really only got caught because he was drunk. If yeah. he just went in the house and he didn't have this altercation, it wouldn't have been a wouldn't have been an issue. But the cra- and the footage looks that way, you know. It's just some phone footage and some ring footage that people just uh, caught or whatever. It's real grainy and whatnot. Um, that's what makes it so so crazy. But like we said before, this is not this is not a one off thing. Like this is something. Uh, I'm sure he'd be saying it in the studio, and you know, I'm sure he'd be saying it in a joking manner when he's watching sports around his friends and stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, the, the only thing I would say is I just want people to keep it real. Like, if you're yeah. the person that uses the N word, then use it all the time. Yeah, use it all the time. Don't yeah. don't just use it around your buddies when you're you're at home and barbecuing. And by the way, <clears throat> if anyone's listening to this and they say, "Oh man, these guys are just you know it, they're just putting too much into this." What kind of conversations does your uncle have, your cousin or your brothers or whoever, when you get around there and they happen to probably be white and that N word flies? Does anyone say, hey, that's not right. Don't say that in my house. Yeah, probably not. Who knows? I don't know. I just know that certain things fly, like even in the black community, you know, we got a family. Somebody say something extremely homophobic. Most people ain't going to be like, hey, hey. Don't say that. That's not that's not good for the LGBT community. Yeah. Right. So let's be fucking real here. <laughs> right. Let's be honest. There's some shit that's said in, in the home when it's uh, one race of people. and You don't got to worry about a black person being offended. Yeah. Right. It's some shit going down. Trust me. I've heard some in bombs and they didn't know I was standing there and I heard them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Oh, but here's one. Here's one here. This is I was telling Keith about this one. Before we uh, before we move on, um, I was over a buddy of mine that I, I met in college. Great guy, right? Uh, uh, the name is Johnny. I'll just give his first name. 
Um, he's like a year younger than me. I met him mm-hmm. at BC back in 2006. Cool guy, man. Cool mm-hmm. guy. Um, uh, he was basically uh, getting his two years at BC and was transferring out somewhere in what, Sacramento or wherever he was at. Uh-huh. Um, but he had a, a, what do you call those funds? A trust fund. Yeah. Grandpa had hooked him up. And pay he got, for the apartment. Pay for the apartment mm-hmm. and all kind of shit, right? But we used to kick it over there and stuff. Cool cat, man. Um, but he had a buddy that came down. And we was all chilling, having some brews, just talking and stuff. And then I guess they had uh, some some dude came uh, over there and his buddy had beef with that guy. And the guy happened to be Hispanic. Right. It was a Hispanic dude. And um, my homeboy's friend was cursing at the Hispanic dude. They was going back and forth and they almost got in a fight. And I had to, I had to hold his friend back like, hey, his friend was calling the Hispanic dude. He's like, you fucking nigger. You fucking nigger. I'll beat your fucking ass, nigger. Huh? He literally said it eight times with me holding him back. And guess what? Johnny said nothing. Johnny said nothing. He didn't say that's not right. He didn't say nothing. Yeah. And I just I thought to myself, yo, this dude that I've met and I've had a conversation with this dude for most of the day seemed like a solid dude. But as soon as he get mad at somebody, he yelling racial slurs out. I'm like, yo, I didn't correct the dude. I didn't say, hey, man, why you say nigger? I didn't get mad. All I did is say, hey, Johnny, man, I'll catch you later. And I left. I never went back over there. Me and Johnny never spoke again. Damn. Yeah, me and Johnny was cool. But then people would say, but why didn't you talk to Johnny and see, like, you know, there might have been a miscommunication. Maybe he doesn't see everything. That's No. If I got a family member, let's say I got a girlfriend and she's Mexican, right? And she come around my family and I got somebody in my family that's cracking little racial disrespectful jokes about Hispanics or whatever. I'm going to check him with the quickness. Like, yo, you need to watch your mouth. Don't say that. Mm -hmm. Right. That's what you do when you're thoughtful of other people. But I watched Johnny let his homeboy call dude nigger like eight times. The dude, for one, wasn't even black, but I'm holding the guy back. And the person that's holding him back is black while he said nigger like eight times. Yeah. I said, man, this is crazy. I got to get up out of here. And this is the type of shit that I've experienced. I remember it's another time before we move on. Me and your brother went over a teammate of ours. Mm -hmm. And our teammate had a brother-in-law who was California Highway Patrol. This is back in 2003. Yeah. And uh, I guess he had uh, KFC for dinner or whatever. And we walked. We were just going in and just saying hi and leaving. He's like, hey, where you guys going, man? He's like, we got fried chicken, man. I know y'all love that fried chicken. That's not crazy. And by the way, I don't mind a black joke. I laugh at him. But here's the thing. He just met us. Yeah. He just met us. You got on a California Highway Patrolman uniform on, mm-hmm. and you cracking black jokes on two black teenagers you just met. Yeah. This is the type of shit you experience when you're black. Mm-hmm. People just don't even respect you, mm-hmm. right? And I wasn't even laughing at it. And he was like, oh, come on, man. It's fried chicken. You know you guys like it. Come on. And you try to ham it. You try like, to double down on this yeah. shit. That's not funny, bro. It's not funny, man. I was like 17 years old. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking like, this dude's a piece of shit. I just told dad, I was like, hey, man, let's get out of here, man. And we were just both sitting there like, what the fuck is going on? Man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it is what it is, man. Um, don't don't let somebody be susceptible to being disrespected if you whoever they are, if they're black, white, whatever, you gotta stand up for your for your friends. Cause them yeah. is your people too. Yeah. Even if they white, Mexican, whoever, 
If you bring a white friend over your family house and they cracking all these white jokes, be like, hey, man, y'all need to fucking chill. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But anyways, man. Switching gears. Um, survival mode. Um, if you've ever been in survival mode, then you understand what this is. Um, I hope that no one ever has to go through this, but survival mode is basically when you go through a rough financial patch in your life. Um, things aren't going well. You probably lost your job or, you know, um, something happened in your family, whatever. But that is a time where all the conveniences of your life start to suffer. When you are in survival mode and you don't even know where your fucking next meal is coming from or you don't even know how you're going to pay your bills or whatever, that's the time you need to focus on trying to better yourself. If you are in survival mode, you shouldn't even be worried about women. I was telling Keith this. Yeah. There's and there's a lot of men that don't have anything going for them and they have the nerve to be trying to talk to women. Yeah. Dog, if you can't really feed yourself and you don't have any type anywhere to live or whatever, you should not even be thinking about women. Get your life together, man. Get your life together mm-hmm. because that having a girl or it's that's a convenience. Yeah. That's a level of convenience. Going to the gym is a convenience. Mhm. Eating healthy is a convenience. Yeah. You can't eat healthy when you ain't got no money because you're going to be eating noodles every fucking day. <laughs> yeah. Period. You eat noodles and hot dogs and wiener schnitzel and shit. Yeah. Your blood pressure is high as fuck. You got anxiety. That's what happens when you're in survival mode. Mm-hmm. You don't really have the resources to take care of yourself the way you should. But yeah. until you start to get your until you start to get your shit rolling, don't worry about women or don't worry about other shit just focus on getting your life back together yeah i think if we bring it back to that uh maslow's hierarchy of needs um you see stuff like self-actualization um esteem needs belongingness and mm-hmm. love needs which right. you know is more like you, you reference like uh trying to find romantic romantic relationships yeah um safety needs and WAP. security WAP needs uh it's at the top i believe uh, <laughs> 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 and then the physiological needs such as food water warmth rest you know a roof over your head and stuff like that but if you think about the this chart and you remove if you are a person that is in survival mode you remove probably four of these right right if you don't have no money um you can't get no food or water right you you need money to buy water um if you if you don't have if you're not accomplishing anything the self-actualization your esteem is you're not gonna feel good um you're not really living out your dreams because you're Mm -hmm. you're in survival mode and then um, safety and security. You know, if you may, if you living in your car, you know, something yeah, like that. Like yeah. that's just not the most safe or secure. A hundred percent spot Great to point. live in. Great point. Yeah, and then like as far as relationship goes, if you're trying to do uh, have a relationship and you don't have all these other uh, these other four in order, it's just not going to work. It's not going to work. Yeah, I feel like in order for this pyramid to really make sense and to really uh, be able to work, you need all these things 100%. In, in, in order. And if you just try to have one, if you if you just, like I said, if you're living in your car and you're trying to find a wife, like, it's not going to work. You need to get these other things in order first before you uh, before you do those things. But I, but with the one of the great things about survival mode is it kind of like, it kind of... Uh, shapes you in, in a sense mm-hmm. you know what i mean because if you if you're a person is like yo i want to change my life i don't want to mm-hmm. be the person that's out here just 
I get whatever the case may be, living paycheck to paycheck or waiting in the welfare line or all these kind of things um, that people do in survival mode. Um, it'll force you to get your life get get your life in order, whether that's going mm-hmm. back to school or you know some people that be at like UC Berkeley and they living in their car. I seen a guy when I was in school. He was he was driving around campus with a flat tire. Oh my! And God. this was like during like finals week or something like that. Oh and my God! I don't know if he had to buy a Scantron or what, but he was he was getting to it. You know what I mean? Wow. And but that's the type of the type of stuff that you know you yeah. have to do to kind of put yourself in position. Yeah, I'll tell you, with, 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 if you've ever been without something before and you've been poor, or you grew up in poverty or you just went through a really rough patch in your life, mm-hmm. nothing feels better than sitting down and reflecting on all the things you have. I have a roof over my head. Um, I have clothes. I have a refrigerator full of food. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, I have two cars. Mm-hmm. I have like things like that. I just run down a checklist. When, and whenever I start to remotely complain about anything, I start noticing I start complaining about convenience. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yo, you need to shut the fuck up. Like the other day, I literally verbalized it. I was driving down the road and I was like, man, shut the fuck up. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> because it's like you, you, you've had way less yeah. way, like you've had nothing. And you got the nerve to sit there and complain about like, man, if they close at nine, I won't be able to get this food or I won't be able to do this. You really complaining over convenience. That's a first world problem. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's crazy. I, and I'm going to tell you a very uh, uh, something that is embarrassing for me to admit. But years ago, um, I this is oh, God, this had to be a like. 2000 at least like 13 or something uh-huh. i remember i was about to hook up with this chick right but i was flat broke yeah. and i was so broke that i didn't have the convenience of like making a good dinner when she came over or whatever uh or you know having some beers and food and convenience because you got to be have a woman be comfortable when she comes over um and basically what i ended up having to do in order to set up a good pussy appointment <laughs> is i had to sell my speakers out of my car in order to get money to have a good night with her. Mm-hmm. And night went great, but I thought to myself like, yo, I sold I, I sold two good speakers for a discounted price just so I could have money. That's when I started looking at myself like, God damn it, man. Yeah. Something's got to change. Did you, during that moment, were you like calculating all the things that you had spent over the past few weeks? Like just kind of tracking, like, dang man, if I didn't spend this money here, like I would have a little bit more money but, this week. But either way, it wouldn't matter because it doesn't matter how you shake it. I was broke regardless. Yeah, I didn't really have that much money, mm-hmm. and so at the, then it was just a struggle in general, mm-hmm. you know. And then like I thought about, man, I sold my speakers. I don't have a system in my car no more. Like mm-hmm. I just, I just felt like, I mean, I busted a fat nut, so it was good. That's crazy. But, but the thing about it. <laughs> But the thing about it was, is it was also a moment of reflection. Like, yo, I really just sold my speakers out my car to get some pussy right now. Yeah. This is embarrassing. This is low. Yeah. Like, I got, I, this is not the man I want to be. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I started making, started making some changes in my life. Got my CDL. That helped me uh, elevate my way of life. Yeah. Um, I'm not rich, but I do decent for myself. So I don't have to sell speakers to get ass anymore. Yeah. Thank God. Um, (laughs) that's wild man yeah yeah Yeah. i mean look look most people won't admit things like that but it's the truth man Mm -hmm. it it sucks Mm -hmm. you know but Mm -hmm. that's life 
Yeah, man. That's yeah. That's those kind of things that. The thing about it though is that some people will go through that and then they just will they just will chuck it up and then they'll they'll do the same kind of thing the next time around. Yeah, that's like not they cool. don't have that realization that dang like this is not this is not ideal for me to be selling my speakers just to go on a day. Like I need to do something different. Some yeah. people is just like the next time that situation come around, they gonna sell they game system or they're gonna sell a jersey or whatever i've had to do that i've had to go to pawn shops before and sell uh uh you know games or something for a (laughs) way lower price you know it's it's embarrassing when you have to when you've been to a pawn shop before to sell some stuff to make money i remember i had a silver chain it was a nice chain i had it for years and i was flat broke and i don't want to ask family for money so i had to sell that in order it's just so fucking embarrassing man yeah yeah it's so low Mm -hmm. but here's the thing man the low lights are what creates you not the highlights all Mm -hmm. my lowest moments have developed have been like moments of development for me yeah but a lot of people don't do that though that's why i'm not trying to self-endorse but that's why i feel like i'm special yeah because when i get in a moment where it's not very great either if i see a moment where maybe i didn't treat someone good i'm like hold on a minute I was at fault. Or if I see a situation where I didn't treat myself good, I'm like, wait a minute, this needs to stop. Mm -hmm. And I've been blessed with that. And I don't know how, but I'm thankful for it Mm -hmm. because I'm still growing as a man. And due to those situations is why I'm still growing. Yeah. I think, I think what happens too is like, um, we talked about like investing in certain things, you know, whether it's investing in a podcast or investing in a business that you want to do. Um, and we talked about, you know, the amount of money that you're going to put into it com- in comparison to, you know, how much you have saved at times. And, you know, what we were saying was that if you say you got a thousand dollars, but you spent like you pay your bills and whatnot. And um, maybe you spent like 90 percent of that money on whatever right. investment you got and you got like 10 percent of it left over to the next month. Mm-hmm. Like for a person like us that has been through the struggle it's not that's not scary at all Mm -hmm. you know because you know like first of all you if you believe in something enough to spend 90 percent of your money on it you you're going to make it work no matter what Mm -hmm. um and then also like that's that's a that's a normal state for you so being you know being the fact that you may have you know a few dollars to your name until you get paid again or whatever like that it's not it's not scary you're not stressing out about it um but you know like those those situations um, prepared you for um, those type of situations. Because what I realize is, you know, me have not having a regular job is that I don't know when I might get paid again, or I don't know mm-hmm. how much money I will have the next the next week. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes it's like it's day to day. Some days I might be up, some days I might be down, mm-hmm. some days I might be trying to like scrounge together money from my portfolio and then, you know, do a little video here and then throw the money together to, to pay my bills or whatever. Mm-hmm. But to me, it's not, that state is not stressful or no. it, it may be stressful, but I don't let it like be too stressing to my, to my life. I'm gonna tell you why it's not stressful. It's not stressful because you're not under the thumb of anyone, mm-hmm. but you mm-hmm. I'm tell you something for all the folks listening that happen to give a shit about what I'm about to say. Um, I don't care how much money you make. You can make $120,000 a day, I mean a year. Um, but if some higher up comes up and snaps his fingers like Thanos, you're going to lose that fucking job. Morgan Wallen? Yeah. 
fast. Mm -hmm. Mark Morgan Wallen, he said nigger, and all of a sudden everybody turned their back on him. Yeah, right now he can't. You know, he, you know, he's getting dropped from places. Nobody wants to do, have him on radio anymore. You know, the crazy part about that, and I don't want you to forget your original point, mm -hmm. is that somebody was probably mad that he said it, but not that he said it, the fact that they yeah. would have to drop him. Right. God dang it, Morgan. Why'd you have to say that? You know? You've always it, been a wild son of a bitch. You know, <laughs> I told your ass to stop saying it so loud. Just yeah. say it with a whisper. <laughs> say it with a whisper. If you say, if you say nigger like this, <laughs> then they won't hear it. <laughs> that was crazy. <laughs> yeah, so I think I think I feel two ways about that. I want to jump back on uh, Morgan, but mm -hmm. saying that shit is wrong, but it's also an element of cancel culture involved. Yeah, because they 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 have no choice but to try to cancel you now because it's not politically correct to be saying nigger no more, and it's yeah. not socially acceptable. Mm -hmm. So now they got to make an example out of you. Yeah, they know damn well they don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. Imagine 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 Drake say something so crazy. Imagine the record labels having to drop him. It'd be that, tough. It'd be, so be hot, though. They would be mad. They wouldn't be mad at Drake for saying whatever. If he said something like homophobic thing or something, yeah. they would just have to part ways with him, at least for the time being. Because even even when Rick Ross did the whole, like, uh, put Molly in her drink, Shane, Shane didn't even know, know it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, two years later, he back with Reebok, you mm -hmm. know, doing shoes and stuff. So. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes, I mean, sometimes saying nigger just stings a little bit. He'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, uh, I kind of lost what I was talking about. Mm -hmm. um, no, oh, no. I was basically saying, um, I don't care how much money you make. Like, yeah. you can make $120,000 a year. But if a, a boss or a higher up comes up and snaps his finger like Thanos, over. your fucking job is gone. Yeah. So I feel like if you do something that you love, that you do independently and you <coughs> make money day to day and you do work on your own time, I feel like that is a lot. That's just a lot more rewarding, in yeah. my opinion. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I think, um, like you said, you, your your destiny is not in anybody else's control. Mm -hmm. It's it's and it's probably a little bit more scary and it's it's not for everybody. Mm -hmm. um, uh, most people are more comfortable with knowing that every two weeks or twice a month that they'll get a check or, mm -hmm. you know, once a month for teachers or whatever the case may be. Um, but when you're out here on your own and you, you selling this and you selling that and mm -hmm. you're doing services in this department and that department, it's just not, it's just not for everybody. I'll tell you what, if I didn't have a job, I just can imagine what, I would be doing in my life and how much it would be moving right now. Yeah. Like how much, like how further along podcasts would be, how much more I could contribute to the podcast, how much more I could contribute to my branding, how much more I could contribute <coughs> to all of that. I, I wouldn't be sitting on my hands at home. I'd be traveling to Arizona and LA yeah. and, and yeah. all in Vegas. I'd be having interviews and lining shit up. Yeah. But I'm giving a lot of my time to a job. Yeah. I'm blessed. I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm blessed. But yeah. But I think, I think, but even, even with me, I don't have a regular job. It's, it's still the same in a sense because you have to make a living. 100%. Regardless if you work for yourself or whatever, you're the, the thing that you're passionate about is probably not going to pay you until five, six years down mm -hmm. the line. So even for me, like, you know, I don't have a, I don't have a, uh, I don't clock in anywhere, but at the same time, I do a lot of these odd jobs and stuff that I probably wouldn't do if the podcast. Sexual favors. Wait, what? Sexual favors. 
Yeah. Some old lady just need her back blown out one one good time. That'd be crazy. Imagine if you just had to fuck an old lady like only <laughs> once a month. She'd cash you out. Doggy style. Just for about 15 minutes. God damn. Not 15. Probably about three minutes. Old, old lady can't take 15 minutes. Her stuff, her stuff start drying up after two. My back. <laughs> My back hurts. <laughs> no, imagine this. Imagine she's like. I've fallen and I can't get up. <laughs> uh, that's crazy. Oh, uh, bro. We gotta we have to uh copyright that, man. Do I? <laughs> if I ever hear anybody on a fucking podcast making that noise, yeah. you stole it from this podcast. That's you know, funny. folks, hey, anybody listen to this pod, if you ever hear somebody making that clap noise. Tag them so we could send them a uh, uh, with a cease and desist. <laughs> send them a letter in the fucking mail. You'd be hearing from my lawyer. You'd be hearing from my fucking lawyer. <laughs> only us. We can. We are the only ones allowed to make those sexual clap noises. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's comedy. But no, what I was saying was like, even even uh, it's not it's not the same kind of like a what they would say or deem as a rat race mm-hmm. but um it's the same thing when you're at the the beginning of you know whatever type of like entrepreneurial business or um any sort of independent self-employment kind of thing that you're doing um gonna be doing a lot of stuff that you don't necessarily care to do or even like say you got a restaurant or you got like a food truck or something like that you might be the person in there cooking the food until you build it up a little bit mm-hmm. and then you got some employees and then you build it up enough to where you just checking in and seeing how everything is going like you may be able to hire a store manager so whatever type of uh business or you know whether you're employee or self-employed it's that that same sort of feeling is going to be there at the beginning Cause I feel it sometimes too. Like, man, I don't feel like doing this. This is stupid. Yeah, yeah. But I know, like, if I just keep chugging with the podcast, it's going to be exponential. Because mm-hmm. once I don't have to do all these, like, right. weak, you know, little cheap music videos, um, I'll be able to spend more time on podcasts, mm-hmm. get more content. You know, just kind of uh, promote it more and add more elements to it. So, yeah, yeah, man, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, <clears throat> if you take anything from that conversation. Um, just focus on getting out of survival mode before yeah. you, you know, you really look at other things. Um, mm-hmm. And also, if you're a person that has been through this before and now you're doing better, uh, you know, you should be very, very thankful and very humble. Yeah. Because, man, you have so much less. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I literally I literally I don't care how bad this makes me look. I literally had to sell my speakers to get some pussy. I literally sold my speakers to get some ass. Mm hmm. You know how embarrassing that is yeah. to, to have to admit that. Yeah. But I don't. I can't expect you guys to listen to me if I don't tell you my truths. That's very embarrassing. If you see me in public, he's like, "Hey, that's that guy that sold his speakers to get some pussy." I'll be like, "Hey, um, that's me, man." Yeah. Yeah. Or, or you could just call me Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny, man. Yeah. All right. Switching gears. Ranking yourself. Um. There's a guy I've been listening to named uh, Kevin Samuels. He's like a like a life coach slash dating coach type guy. And I just like his content. I'm not trying to pull anything from his content, but there's a there's just a lot of it's just a lot of really good conversations going on for men and women. Right. Um, and he talked about ranking yourself and he brought up the idea that um, when when women call into a show, he asked them to rank themselves. And it sounds pretty degrading from a surface level or if you're just going in. Right. But. 
he said, so what, how do you rank yourself? And I'd be like, I don't think it's right that you asked me that question. And he said, why not? You rank everybody else and you, we've been ranked our whole lives. Mm-hmm. And I thought about it. And I'm like, wait a minute. I think there's something to this. Yeah. And the reason why is because if you if you grew up playing sports, right, you were either first string, second string or, you know, third string or a backup. When you graduate, you are numbered in your class. So you could be number nine of 200 people that graduated with your class. So you're being ranked that way. If you or get employee of the week or employee of the month or employee of the year. You're being ranked against other people. Mm-hmm. This is a ranking. Everyone's life has a ranking system involvement in it. Everyone. When men and women choose each other, we're choosing each other based off a ranking system. Yeah. Because what happens is let's say let's say a guy's talking to, you know, three girls. He's it's one that he really likes and it's two that he's starting to like not talk to. But the reason why he's not talking to them and he likes that other girl the most is cause he compared the three women. Mm-hmm. He picked the one that he felt was the most beneficial. Yeah. Women do this shit all the time. I've had women that have talking to me and I like them a lot. They like me and they just disappeared. And then all of a sudden they had a boyfriend. You know why? Probably because they felt that dude had more value than me. And guess what? That's the world. I couldn't even be offended by that. And the reason why is we live based on a ranking system and we don't even realize it. Mm-hmm. You know, and they talk about even if you're trying to get a house or you're trying to get an a, apartment or you're trying to go a job. a job or you're trying to get something on credit from a department store. What do they use? Your credit. Your credit is a fucking ranking system because if you got a 400, they ain't giving it to you. But if somebody got a 750, they giving it to them. Mm-hmm. We need to stop running away from what the ranking system is Mm -hmm. it doesn't make you insecure because what i tell myself is this i have the gift of gab any girl that i've gotten it's not gonna be hard for her to find a man that looks better than me i'm Mm -hmm. just being 100 Mm -hmm. they're not it's not they don't gotta search high and low to find a dude that's more attractive than me that's Mm -hmm. just not that's it's just the truth Mm -hmm. i ain't no better than a six at best Mm -hmm. as far as we talking about looks i'm not gonna be up here delusional like i'm an eight (laughs) <laughs> I'm a fucking six. Yeah. That's average at best. Yeah. Maybe a 5.5. You know, maybe, maybe, okay, I'm probably a 5.5 or a six. With a beard, I'm a, I'm an adjustable six. <laughs> With a beard, I'm an adjustable six, right? But, Some niggas be keeping their beards because they know they ugly. Yeah, because they, they know they got something wrong. <laughs> like, they look crazy without the beard. That beard, that beard can add up to a point. Yeah, yeah. It can add up to a point. Mm-hmm. That's like an ugly girl with body. Yeah. It's like an extra point and a half. You look like Shrek in the face, but make the sound in the way. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, but it's just the truth, man. Um, the thing about it is this. Here's the difference, though. Like, me knowing that I'm average looks at best, right? And obviously, looks aren't everything. I'm not trying to say that women are shallow. But most people are attracted to what they're attracted to. Yeah. It's just the truth. Mm-hmm. Me, I just like regular women personally, because I'm an average guy. I like average women. <laughs> been, I don't, I don't like, I don't care about girls as eight, nines, and tens. Yeah. I mean, I've had a chick that was an eight before. In my opinion, they said, "Why are you ranking women?" Because they rank me. Mm-hmm. Do you think a woman looks at me and says, "Oh, he a ten? Fuck no, they don't say that. I know they don't. <laughs> That'd be like, he looks decent, you know, but he's really funny. Yeah. He's really cool. I really feel safe around Eddie. He's really mm. cool. And 
then women feel safe and they like you. It doesn't always have to be based off looks. Mm-hmm. But even a girl that says, I don't care about looks, she's still going to be the same girl that's posting pictures of Trey Songs with his shirt off. Because yeah. they like attractive people. Yeah. That's just the truth of the matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this is uh this is something that is just like it's just human nature. Yeah. Or it's just the society we live in. Mm-hmm. Um and not even just humans, you know, animals do it too. Like mm-hmm. there's leaders of the pack and you 100%. know all those kind of things or even when they pick mates, they pick them based off of like physical attributes like mm-hmm. if the lion's mane is a little bit bigger, they go. might that might be the one that gets more uh women or what and whatnot. Yeah. But yeah, it's just one of those things. I think that um I think you mentioned it before, like you were saying, like, because um, if a woman thinks she's like a, uh, a three or something like that and she got a bunch of kids and mm-hmm. um, and that's like just where she at in her in her current state, there's right. stuff that you can also do to kind of improve the, mm-hmm. improve that number. Just like, you know, with your credit score, if mm-hmm. your credit is bad, there's things you can do. You, you can remove certain blemishes on your record mm-hmm. or you can, you know, get uh, different credit cards and whatnot to build your uh, build your credit score. Um, so the same thing applies with that. Like even like even when it comes to attractiveness, I yes. think um, there's a lot of uh, unattractive rich people but because they got power and they're rich. You know, they could pretty much get whatever woman they want to. That's true. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Here's the thing. Um, I think there was there was a woman that did call into that show and said, like, honestly, I'm about a three. So like I do, I do have four. I think she said I had four kids, whatever. And you know, I'm work, my mental health ain't great, and I'm working on myself, and I'm overweight or whatever. And he said, okay, but here's the thing: it's not someone speaking down on themselves when they say this. It's them being an objective and saying, look, I need work. That's what you. That's what we all need. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. And the thing about it is this too: people say, well, a woman's value is not determined on what she looks like. Uh, I hate to say it. Um, I'm not saying it is at all but it's a factor same as men like when 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 women look at us and they the first thing they notice is attraction yeah you know what's this guy beard what does beard look like you know how like you know is he in shape you know what does his teeth look like Mm -hmm. is he broke does he have his own place does he have baby's mama drama does he have crazy exes in his life i've had women ask me all these questions do you have any crazy exes in your life you don't have any kids, right? You don't have any kids you know about. They've asked me this stuff. And you know why? From past experiences they've had where men have misled them, but they're also ranking me versus him. That's the fucking truth. That's a lot of dudes running around here that have kids and you would never know. You would never know. They never posted it on social media, never Nothing. said anything about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's the, the God's honest truth. What... In, but this is what made it made sense. This is this is his point of view. I feel like there's validity to it. Not completely, but I feel there is validity to it. Mm-hmm. He basically mentioned that um, he used women as an example. He's like they basically always want better than what they are. But I can't generalize women and say that. Mm-hmm. But I will say basically by me being an average looking dude at best. And I have other things, obviously, you know, how I view life is different. I've matured greatly and I'm still mm-hmm. growing. I admit where I'm, I admit when I'm wrong. Like I have a bunch of other components that bring my value up physically, maybe a six, but as far as everything else, my attributes are pretty fucking high. Mm-hmm. Um, you're never going to get, you're never going to be a 10 in everything. You're mm-hmm. not, mm-hmm. you're just not going to be. Um, but it's just, the, it's just being realistic. 
Mm-hmm. It's I mean, if you see a girl, we all know where we rank these women. Mm-hmm. We rank them in our head. Oh, mm-hmm. this girl is a seven. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. She legit. Oh, she looks good. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it may sound fucked up, but women do it to us. Mm-hmm. They We all do it to each other. Mm-hmm. It, it's just something. I'm not saying it needs to stop or we need to stop doing Like, it's just, it's innately, it's just a thing. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. I think <laughs> that's the th- especially like um, you think about. Even if you look at your social media, right? Generally, like the person that is uh, like their stories pop up first. Uh-huh. That probably means like you're watching their stories a little bit more than, than other people. Like you're ranking the most attractive people get the most likes. <clears throat> also, mm-hmm. think about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's at the, this goes across the board. Like, and it's it's one of those things. Like you said, it's not necessarily something that we should change or, you know, that we have, uh, we're trying to like change the world and make sure no one is, everyone's on an even playing field. That's not, what, no. that's not, that's not even realistic, but, um, we do it to ourselves as well. Mm-hmm. Like I see a lot of people, um, I don't want to say specifically, but I know a lot of, uh, creators of things, whether they're shooting films right. or music videos or stand up, whatever. And the tone from all of these people and even myself sometimes um, when we're talking about podcasting and whatnot, like we are, we put ourselves um, and I hear those different people like, oh, I'm better than this person. Mm-hmm. This person may have got this gig or this person may have this opportunity to do, to do this, but I'm better than this person. So that's just the, the nature. And I hear it in people's tones too. I mm-hmm. remember um, I was watching this producer and he was collabing with another producer to make a beat. And um, the tone of his, what he was saying was like, like they were both going back and forth. And the dude that sent him the original um, like pieces to the beat, he was like, yo, that's fire, dude. Like, yeah, I, I like what you did with that. And then the producer that I was working on it at the time, he was like, yeah, man, you could get this to any producer. And I bet you they won't do the same thing to it. So essentially he was saying like, ain't no producer out there that would have done like what I did to it and my production is better. And he's a, he's a dope producer, but I'm just saying like, mm. that's just, it's ingrained in True. us. Yeah. Sometimes this is the, this is what you don't want to be though. I'm just keeping it 100. This is for men, women, all alike. Just please listen. Don't be a person that, and this, this only really happens when you're not self-aware. Don't be a person that's a six, but you want a 10. Mm-hmm. Cause you're not, you may never get that. Mm-hmm. You'll spend your whole life looking for what you can, what you view as a 10. And if you're not self-aware of yourself, you're not self-aware of even what you want. Yeah. So now you want this 10. Let me put it in a way you can understand. You cannot be five foot eight, 350 pounds and say, if she don't look like Beyonce, I don't want her. Yeah. You are five, eight, 350 pounds, bro. Yeah. yeah. You cannot look a Beyonce would never want you. Mm-hmm. Can we be honest here? Beyonce would never want a motherfucker that's 5'8", 350 pounds, and works at Albertsons. Okay? So if you don't have self-awareness, it will put you in a fucking hole. There are a bunch, there are a bunch of women that do this shit. There are a bunch of men that do this shit. And you got to look yourself in the mirror and be realistic with yourself. Mm-hmm. By the way, you can't improve yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's good. And you're going to be good enough for whoever's meant to be in your life. Mm-hmm. But please, don't be this motherfucker that... You look like uh, you look like fucking Oscar the Grouch, and you and you talking about yo like if she don't look like this. And the thing about it, there's probably plenty of awesome women that would like this guy, 
but he don't like them because they ain't good enough for him. Yeah. I remember I, I had a roommate that was just kind of a short guy, mm-hmm. short Hispanic dude, um, just average, mm-hmm. just average person overall. Um, and he would, he had that like quality to him to mm-hmm. where like he, um, he wouldn't, I guess, settle in a sense. Like mm-hmm. he, he was only attracted to like the most attractive girls. It's ridiculous. They'll you never know? want you. Yeah. It's like, you don't, you don't really like, you don't fit the mold of no. what, what they want as a, as a person. Facts. And I feel like a lot of times, like that's what screwed him over. Cause college is just a, a cesspool. Yeah, you know a, what I mean? It's a fuck fest. Man. Yeah. So you, the ugliest guy can, can come across a few women. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? So mm-hmm. I think that, that that's what screwed him over and it and start and what happens with that is because he he kind of ranked himself so high or he looked at himself in a way to where he only wanted those eights nines and tens um it kind of played on his uh his his self-esteem yeah yeah so it just kind of screwed him over all all around man if he wanted if he just if he just you know played that six five and a half six range maybe six and a half he would have been solid. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. If you're a dude that's like an adjustable six, right, and you lose weight, you get in great shape, you get a better job, you know what I'm saying, you get some nice cologne, you yeah. get your beard edged up right, women are going to notice that. Yeah. You're going to get attention from women that are on your level, maybe some that you feel like are above you in some way, with, mm-hmm. but... The thing about it, bro, you can't sit there also and not do the work on yourself. Mm-hmm. And let me be clear. I talked about selling my speakers to get some ass earlier, right? Yeah. So even if I was still the same looks, I was really a three mm-hmm. because I was a three because not only was I, you know, average looking at best, yeah. but I was broke. So I'm broke plus that nigga. I was a three. Mm-hmm. If I'm a three, why would I expect a woman that's a nine or a ten? Yeah. I can't do nothing with her, bro. Yeah. But fuck. But the thing about it, why would she even want to fuck me when I got to sell speakers to get ass? This is this is what people need to realize about themselves. Yeah. They got to look at themselves plus their situation and be like, yo, this is where I'm at in my life. I either want to do better, but I can't expect better when I'm not better myself. Mm-hmm. I'm not even on the level that I it's just ridiculous, man. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's a hundred percent true. Yeah. I feel like it, it, it. This kind, that idea, kind of goes back to that that yeah. other one about you know being, um, being uh, what you what you call it, being uh, I don't even know the other topic where we're talking about like you can't be looking for a girlfriend if you're oh you're in survival mode in survival mode yeah yeah, yeah. why would a woman want to be with you when you could barely take care of your daily activities you mm-hmm. can barely feed yourself mm-hmm. you broke all the time why would a woman want to be a part of that mm-hmm. she shouldn't she don't gotta be she doesn't need to or have to be a part of that yeah you gotta do better like mm-hmm. you you need to do if you a, having a woman is a luxury yeah it really is mm-hmm. because like especially like Women want to feel special. Mm-hmm. So how is she going to feel special if she got to pay for everything? Facts. <laughs> yeah. And, and you can only do so much like in just being being completely honest. You can only do so much for a person without money. A hundred percent. All the, you know, cooking the meals and cleaning up That's around the house enough. and rubbing her feet and all that. It just is it's, it's cool. But yeah. what what really is all that on top of like being able to pull up with a you know, a gift card somewhere or a, a beautiful present or, mm-hmm. you know, some new clothes or whatever the case may be, that's going to take you over the top. Yeah. And but, I don't want to open up a whole new con like uh, conversation, but honestly, if we being real too, fellas, 
Don't ever sit back and just lay up on a woman's couch and not be nobody or have nothing going for yourself because they will automatically, even if they find, even if they say they love you, they do not fucking respect you. Yeah, they are losing respect for you by the minute. And what's going to happen is, is they're going to get mad at you and scream at you one day and they're going to tell you all kinds of stuff. And you're going to be like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> what, what happens with that is like respect is it just like losing respect for somebody opens up a whole other can of worms because I feel like in relationships, we suppress a lot of things that may bother us. Mm-hmm. So um, it could be as simple as like you used to leave your drawers around the house (laughs) and you was bringing it, you was bringing the bacon home. So it wasn't an issue. And as soon as you broke as hell, you send your ass on the couch. (laughs) Get your stinky ass drawers out this bathroom. (laughs) Dang, just last week, that was cool. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it could be anything when women are, when women are fed up and they they get frustrated with small stuff, you could be somebody that you leave all the drawers open at the house. Like you open up a drawer and leave it open and she always got to close it back, but she ain't minding that when you at work and you making a decent living. But now that you sitting there with the drawers just open, she's like, yo, I'm in there taking care of a grown man. I can't do this. Yeah. I just think the way we we're, we're wired that that just won't work bro. Yeah. Now it's sometimes, sometimes it switches. I know a guy that, uh, uh, that worked at the at a refinery. I'm not gonna say his name, but he worked at Kern Oil, mm-hmm. and uh, he basically left the job. Uh, he was holding the family down, and his wife ended up getting a good job. And she basically said, "Hey," she basically is like told him, "You know, basically to quit his job so he could go and chase what he wanted to do." Mm-hmm. And I think that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's a that's a real that's a partner right there. That's a partnership. I think like I don't know what he wants to do, but. I think for anybody like us, I have that mentality of just mm-hmm. like a go getter mentality. If you, if we were afforded the luxury of spending however many you, you, you guys work like 12 hour, 14 hour days sometimes. Yeah, I've been working long ones. If we got the opportunity to spend 12 hours or 14 hours at whatever we I wanted know. to do, it would be out of here. I know. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. That's why I was mentioned earlier. Like, yo, like all the time I spend at work, I don't own anything there. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what's the, you know? Yeah. But you know, with all due respect, it's 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 putting this pad on my bills. It's holding me down. So yeah. you can't complain about convenience and you can't complain about a blessing. But yeah. when it's time to make that move and I'm actually doing good enough and making money from all the places I want to make it, then that'll be a blessing when that happens. Yeah. But as of now, we just still we still gonna be a rocking with a trucker's mind podcast. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? Pretty soon it's gonna be an ad in front of the, at the top of the podcast. Like this podcast is presented by such and such. So. This podcast has been sponsored by Morgan Wallen. <laughs> <laughs> and his new hit single, Nigger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he gonna do a remix that what's that one song? Was it the Dido or whatever? Please don't call up one tell why. You remember oh, that yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they going to be on there saying that word. <laughs> I remember back in the day, Keith brought up some. He said something hilarious. He was like, welcome to Nigger Burger. Welcome <laughs> to Nigger Burger. Can I take your order? <laughs> oh, man, that shit had me dying. That's funny. Before yeah. we go, we got to, uh, we don't have to do a deep dive, but just con- congratulating Joe Budden on a new Patreon uh, job or... Uh, I guess I guess is it now we call it a job um, position I would say his position as I forget the name of, or the title of it but basically he's overseeing like 
the equity of content creators. Hmm. So, you know, that's oh. a big deal for, for us as podcasters. You know, hmm. we're always looking to different podcasts as far as like um, Charlemagne the God and oh, seeing yeah. what he's doing with his whole Black Effect network. Yes. And Joe Budden, he has his own network and he's yeah. bringing on different podcasters. So I think that more than anything, and Eddie tells me this all the time, mm-hmm. it's like, we don't even know the potential of these podcasts nope. and we already have our, you know, 151 mm-hmm. episodes in. So yeah. I think... Um, it's only a matter of time. And, and overall, I just read an article about, um, I think it was like Warner Brothers, or I think the Warner Brothers Music or Warner Music Group or something like that. They just had like the most, the the best quarter that they've had in history as far as streams. Right. So yeah. it's just more and more people around the world tuning in to mm-hmm. like content. And, um, you know, we've put ourselves into a position um, at the likes of like a Russ, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When he finally popped off, he had... A whole catalog of music that people, you know, deep dive into, so uh, or dove into. Um, so it's just, you know, we just got to keep trucking, trucking. Yeah, literally, man. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think we're still learning the potential of podcasts. When you see a guy like Joe Rogan get a freaking hundred million dollar deal, mm-hmm. and then you see Joe Joe Budden, you know, leave Spotify, but then get a whole different type of deal. It's mm-hmm. like people are doing what they want with these podcasts. So if you're a person that's creating a podcast, let me let I can hand out some advice. We've been doing this shit now almost three years in in April to be three years. April, yeah. So here's the deal, man. My advice: get sound equipment that sounds decent. Stop having so much noise and shit going on in the background of your podcast. People need to listen to you. Mm-hmm. Um, also, um, have as much engaging conversation as possible. Um, be transparent, be honest, and put your podcast out every week. And the reason why I say that is because if you really love it, you will listen to what the fuck I'm saying. Yeah. Because this shit is going to make me very rich one day. Us, excuse me, mm-hmm. me and Keith. And I think Eddie gonna put me in a 360 deal. Hey man, what happened to Keith, man? What happened to Keith, man? He was funny, man. Oh my masters. (laughs) Keith out there with us on strike. (laughs) You know that you know it'd be corny. Imagine, imagine if you know me and Keith have this whole dynamic. We're doing this podcast every week, and then the podcast just blows up, and all of a sudden, I got some other dude sitting in the seat. That'd be crazy. Oh my, fuck that. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah. you got to realize having having a relationship with the person you do a podcast with like every week, it's a different thing, man. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I think uh, uh, kind of going along with that, like you said, like I said, or you said, we don't know the the full extent uh, of this podcast. And mm-hmm. um, the way we've been moving is been uh, very careful. And obviously a lot of a lot of uh, what we want to do has been hindered by. The fact that, you know, Eddie works uh, a job and then I have to do certain things throughout the week just to to make ends meet. But um, once we once we really can dive into it, you know, it's going to be it's going to be ugly out there for for podcasters. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I I think uh, one of my objectives long term, I'll release a secret here. One of my objectives long term would be to be like the pod man. Mm-hmm. You know, the guy that finds other good podcasts mm-hmm. and then you just like grab them up, be like, all right, we want you guys to be on this network. Yeah, that's yeah. that's going to be the objective because because what they're doing now, um, they're basically putting people that they think have like, you know, maybe they're a former musician or 
former uh, mm-hmm. sports analysts or whatever, and then they're just scooping them up and putting them on podcasts. Um, so we will be in a position to, to do those things. But I honestly feel like as soon as people get um, like the right people get in touch with what we're doing, um, it's undeniable, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, looks like we made it to the end of this one. Mm-hmm. We'd like to thank you guys for tuning in to another installment of a Trucker's Mind podcast. Thank mm-hmm. you for listening to Trucker's Mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy K. Fings. We're out of here. Peace. <laughs>